Morning, Brian. Thanks for taking the call. So, you know, this this it's the biggest threat of nuclear wars, I think, since Putin became got in power 24 years ago. This Wagner uprising is not a positive. I think it's very risky. But I wanted to comment about the alleged WhatsApp message that uh, yep. Hunter Biden sent to not denied. the Chinese executive. Um, I yeah, not denied. And where he wrote there, I'm with my dad. If you don't give me the money, I'll yeah. pay, get payback at you. I think that's not evidence that Joe Biden was sitting with him there and that Joe Biden, you know, knew about the dealings that Hunter had with China. I think there's other things that are evidence of Joe Biden being in on this, obviously, and it's very suspicious. Why the hell is he getting money from China? But I think what it is evidence is uh, that was when uh, Joe Biden was still vice president. And if Hunter Biden is threatening, if you don't give me the money, I'll get back at you. Why is he threatening? Right? Obviously, it means that they promised him to give him money if he gives them something else in return. So clearly, he already did them the favor, and he was asking them to give him the money after doing the favor, because otherwise he wouldn't be threatening them to give him the money. So I'm wondering, what was that? Was he giving them classified information and left it over at the office and had ties with a Chinese institution? Maybe that's what it was, but clearly he did a favor for the Chinese, even when Joe Biden was vice president. It wasn't just bribery for the future, like if Joe Biden becomes president now so that he doesn't interfere in their invasion in Taiwan. Something went on when Joe Biden was president. A favor was done to the Chinese by Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden, who should have had no access to any big people except that he was the son of Joe Biden. And something right. really serious is going on. I, I hear you, and that's a great point. I mean, I, I, by the way, this guy's a Chinese official. He's a private company, mm -hmm. but he answers to the Chinese government. Who talks to these guys like this? Since when do high-ranking government people talk to China like that? You know, it's not like a team with the Aruba foreign minister. Uh, I'm amazed at the familiarity they have and the thuggish way in which Hunter's comfortable acting or writing. And they keep pointing out, well, Hunter had a drug problem. That was a pretty coherent text. I knew exactly what it meant. There were no misspellings. There was punctuation. That's not a guy in the middle of a, dr of a bender. So thanks, Alex. So you have this WhatsApp message, right, which we just had played me on the Brian Kilmeade show. Hunter Biden sending that message to a Chinese executive telling him, give me the money or else. What does this mean? Now, it's not evidence that Joe Biden was sitting with Hunter Biden during when he wrote that message as he wrote in the message, I'm sitting with my dad right next to me. And he's a powerful person, and everything's going to be done between the two of us to get back at you if you don't, you don't give me the money. That could have been just for the threat purpose of it, not necessarily that Joe was sitting there, and it's not evidence that Joe knew about Hunter's dealings. Now, there's other things that prove that H Joe Biden knew about Hunter's dealings with the Chinese, Ukraine, and Russia. Now, the first reason, the only reason why Hunter would get any money from any foreign country and any job in any foreign country, like being on the board of Burisma, when he's a drug addict, no experience in any field is only because he's Joe Biden's son. But you have the laptop, which is evidence that uh, Joe was in on this deal. You have the voice message that Joe sent to Biden, to Hunter, saying you're in the clear from the media about the story now. Well, clearly he knew what was going on. You should have asked Hunter, right, if you really didn't know. I mean, there was a lot of money coming to him, his family, nice, luxurious life. But didn't Joe ever wonder how he lives this luxurious life during when he gets a paycheck? Very small compared to the kind of lifestyle Joe was living, right? How'd I get this house? How'd I get this car? How am I living with such a luxurious uh, standard of living? Well, it's clearly because you got some crappy money from some crappy people that smeared you under the table. So the thing about this in particular, this piece of evidence, if it is true, it's, it's alleged. It's not being denied by the Biden crime family. 
Uh, if it wasn't true, it would surely be denied by Joe Biden himself coming out and saying, it's not true, absolutely not. But this is the first piece of evidence showing that not only did Hunter get money from the Chinese Russians and others, right? He did a favor to the Chinese CCP government, and that's why he asked for money in return for doing the favor. Otherwise, why would he be demanding the money? Right? If they gave him money just hoping that Joe Biden was eventually going to become president or for a future favor that they would need from Joe Biden, they'd be able to ask of him to do that, even if it's a corrupt deal, because they gave him money and bribed him to do that favor for them. Okay, then Hunter wouldn't be saying, hey, you promised me the money. Where's the money? Right. You didn't do anything for them. You can't expect them to give you money unless they just want to give it to you, by the way. But if you're demanding of them to give you the money, it means that you gave them what they asked of you to give them. And now you're saying you're not doing your part of the deal by giving me the money. So clearly that if that's true, it's evidence that Hunter did a favor to the Chinese. And that's why he was demanding the money during when Joe Biden was vice president. So crimes have already been committed over this, the ties between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the Chinese and other countries. It's not that uh, this is a compromised presidency at this point for decisions that are going to be made by the administration in the future, like, say, China invades in Taiwan, that Joe Biden's not going to get involved and interfere because he has ties with the Chinese. Favors have already been done. Now, now, with all the evidence that's coming out about Hunter Biden's scandals, which include Joe Biden, and last week Hunter Biden pleading guilty to two charges of tax evasion, one charge of having a legally owned gun, the media is suddenly starting to ask some tough questions of the Biden administration. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, who was the press secretary, was asked some tough questions by the media about the Hunter Biden pleading guilty and what is the White House's response to that, as well as more evidence coming out about ties that Hunter had with foreign countries, which would include Joe Biden. Why is the media, the media who's a part of the Democratic establishment, always ignored any disasters by the Biden administration, never asked a single tough question? The only question they would ask Joe Biden is, what's your favorite flavor ice cream? A double, double, triple cho chocolate chip. And then they'd ask Joe, uh, how how are you doing after falling off a bike? How are you doing after slipping on your dog? How are you doing after tripping downstairs? How are you doing after falling flat in your face on a stage? I'm a okay. Watch me. Yeah. So why are they now asking some tough questions? And here I'll play you a cut of Chuck Todd on Meet the Press with Senator, Senator Amy Klobuchar, I think is her name, a Democratic senator, asking her about the fact that after Joe Biden pleaded guilty to two charges of tax evasion and other charge of having a gun illegally because he's a drug addict and was allowed to have a gun. He lied on the application. Why he's at a state dinner with Joe Biden and the Attorney General Merrick Garland, is it appropriate? Now, I don't think that that is a question to be asked. I don't think that, say, I was Joe Biden and my son committed a crime that I'd now say we're excluding him from the family and just because he committed a crime he's not going to be invited to any parties. I think this is an easy question to ask because you could just respond like, why not? But still, for the media standards of tough questions that they never ask of the Biden administration, they never touched on Hunter Biden. They always defended and made sure that all the questions being asked about Joe Biden, the Biden administration, and questions generally asked by the fake news media to any Democratic politician are very soft, 
gentle questions. So here's that cut of, some would call it a random act of journalism of asking a very simple question, but not a question that the politician on the show is happy of hearing and needing to respond to. Chuck Todd, maybe he's doing it because he's leaving his program, so now he's saying I might as well try to do some good for the American people. I have a chance now. I have a Democratic politician on here on a Democratic network with Democratic viewers. Let me expose some of the corruption on the left for the viewers. Now, Chuck Todd doesn't care about the viewers, doesn't care about the American people. He's a corrupt person. The media is now exposing the Biden corruption and his family, and they're starting to ask more questions of the Biden administration about the corruption with the Biden crime family because what I think is going on here, the handlers of Joe are realizing how ineluctable Joe Biden is in the 2024 general election, not because of his physical state, but because of the disasters facing the country, direct results of the Biden administration, as well as corruption committed by the Biden crime family and more evidence coming out about that. And so what they're going to do now is they're setting up and gearing up with the help of the media starting to ask the ask these tough questions and exposing the Biden crime family. They're going to besmirge Joe Biden, push him out of the race, and put someone else up there. It's not going to be Gavin Newsom. It's going to be John Fetterman. John Fetterman, who they can also control because he had a stroke. He's not here cognitively or physically. Some would say he's a bigger mess than Joe Biden is, but he's surely controllable. And the handlers are going to be able to say, vote for John Fetterman because he didn't destroy the country like Joe Biden, right? He's a great person. He's a great Democratic candidate to have in the general election. He has nothing to do with the disasters of the Biden administration. I know you're mad at the current situation in the country, but Joe B Fetterman is going to fix everything and he's going to unite the country. Some people are saying that they'd put up Kamala Harris if Joe Biden leaves. Well, Kamala Harris, who is the vice president of this administration, absolutely not. I don't believe that she is going to be the person to be put up if Joe Biden leaves. Now, she t checks some boxes. She's black. She's a woman. Very good, but... If she could make it, then Joe Biden could also make it, and then they wouldn't have to push Joe Biden out of the race, and they wouldn't because they can control him as opposed to being able to control Kamala Harris. Now, here is the cut of Chuck Todd asking this Democratic senator, Amy Klobuchar, I think is her name, a tough question. How surprising is that? Here we go. Do you think it was appropriate for Hunter Biden to be at the same event uh, as the Attorney General Merrick Garland was in the same week, he uh, accepted a plea deal? You know, I think as the President explained, that's his son, that's a separate thing. And I would like to say um, about that, that decision was made by an independent prosecutor who is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney uh, who had 10 years of experience, well-respected. Philadelphia Inquirer reported that he was a registered Republican. He looked at the facts and evidence and made that decision. And by the way, if that's what the Republicans want to run on uh, in the coming election, good luck, because the president is going to be able to run on the strength of his work in bringing 13 million jobs back to America in this uh, okay, we'll right here. That's okay, number one, that attorney looking into the crimes of Hunter Biden uh, and Republicans are mad about the double standard, the special treatment that Hunter Biden is getting for the crimes he committed and some charges being left out, like the charge of him leaving a gun behind a garbage can, a very reckless thing to do was next to a school. Bad things could have come as a result of that. Bill Barr appointed that attorney. Bill Barr, 
was a part of the Trump administration, but he was a corrupt person, as we've spoken about him in the past. Him appointing an attorney doesn't mean that the attorney is a very good person. John Durham was also appointed by Bill Barr, not the greatest special counsel to have. He didn't bring a single arrest in his investigation against any Democrat that did any serious crimes as it pertains to the Russian collusion hoax, and he should have. Because if they were able to arrest people of Trump's administration and people that had ties with him over the Mueller investigation where there was absolutely no evidence of Trump colluding with the Russians, here where there's evidence of the Hillary Clinton campaign colluding with the FBI to make up a story about Trump, John Durham should have brought some evidence to the table. He brought some, but he should have brought more, which would then put some people in jail, as they should be in jail. He should bring charges against these people at the FBI that acted in this very corrupt way. Now, moving away from that, another thing she said was if the Republicans want to focus on Joe Biden and the corruption of his family, then have at it. Go and focus on that in the 2024 election, and Joe Biden's going to focus on the great things he's done for the country. Well, people, I agree with that, actually. I think we should more focus on the disasters of the Biden administration. Don't focus on the Biden crime family, people care more about the current situation of the country. They're feeling it in their pocket and in other ways. But when you have a Democratic politician, come on, saying don't focus on the crimes of a candidate because that's going to make it difficult for Republicans to win. Ooh, what was the strategy of the Democratic media all these years since Trump became president? You had a Russian collusion hoax. You had two impeachments. You had the phone call with Ukraine. You have January 6th. You have now his taxes, right? That situation. They're trying to get him for his taxes. You have the hush money scandal thing. All things of coming out against Trump and saying that there's corruption with Trump and crimes committed by him, so Democrats hate him and vote against him in general elections, vote against President Trump. That's what the media on the left was busy focusing on. So they believe in the strategy of looking at corruption of a candidate and winning in that way. The only reason why Democrats were able to win the 2020 election, now there was corruption in the election, but moving away from that, why did Joe Biden get any vote? Nobody voted for Joe Biden. People voted against Trump. And that was because of the hatred the Democrats have against President Trump. That was started off. And how did the Democratic politicians build that hatred in within their Democratic voters? It started off with the Russian collusion hoax, saying that Trump is a corrupt person. So they agree that the way to win is turning a person into a corrupt politician and focusing on the crimes committed by that person, which is what the Democrats are busy doing with Trump. The difference is that when it comes to Democratic voters, if you do it against Trump... They're going to say, yeah, Trump is corrupt because he's a Republican. If you do it against a Democrat, and Republicans do it, and the media says it's not true, Democratic voters believe so much in the media, and the media, if the media would come out and say, well, Joe Biden didn't do anything wrong, most Democrats wouldn't give a crap about it. So Republicans should not vote, focus on that. They should focus on the disasters of the Biden administration. But that person, such a joke of a person, the senator, saying, hey, don't focus on the fact that there's a Biden crime family out there that's now the president, Joe Biden, <laughs> he's a part of that crime family. Don't focus on that. You want to win the election? Well, 
you focus on that, you're going to lose because Joe Biden has great policies to run on, and that's what he's going to talk about. That's not true. Demo- Joe Biden's talking about the dangerous MAGA movement and how dangerous Trump is to the country. He's not talking about the positive things that he did when he was president up until now for the last three years. He destroyed the country. Here's one other thing that the senator mentioned in that cut, that Joe Biden's going to run on the positive things that he's given and for this country by policies put in place. But I'm like 13 million jobs created. It's not true. We didn't get 13 million new jobs under the Biden administration. Because of Democratic lockdowns of Democratic states and cities during COVID, we lost millions and millions of jobs. Now, with COVID over and businesses reopening over the last two years, right, when Joe became president, a lot of businesses were still bankrupt. And over the last three years, build, businesses were building itself up. And a lot of these workers were able to go back to work. So you don't get credit for 13 million jobs. It's like when Trump had the government shut down when he was president for two days, right? You had thousands of federal employees not getting, well, they were getting paid, but they weren't going to work. So then after the government shutdown, you had all the parks closed, all the libraries closed, and all government offices closed basically because the government was shut down. Two days later, he gets negotiates with the Democrats and the government reopens. Donald Trump didn't take credit for creating thousands of jobs. These jobs were there. It was just the government shutdown that didn't let these jobs continue. It was COVID that cut down a lot of jobs. If not for COVID, we would have not lost these millions of jobs that came back after COVID when Joe Biden was president. Joe Biden didn't do anything to get more jobs in the United States and create more jobs and more people working. It's just that after COVID, people came back to work. So that's it with that. We got a corrupt Biden crime family, corrupt Democratic Party. And listen, whenever they're ready to drop Joe, now they're setting up for it, they'll be willing to shove him in jail. Okay, you'll see that coming. Because they'll want to distract the Democratic voters from the Democratic Party corruption, which is the Russian collusion hoax. So much corruption there. And they're going to say, no, the only corruption we have in our party is the Biden crime family with the money made from China. We'll see which other politicians are included in this crime. Which other people was Obama involved? This, This was under when Obama was president, right? This was Obama's vice president. Nobody's talking about Obama. What did he know? What was his involvement in this, and why did he let this go on? This is very strange. Now, in the beginning of the call we had with Kilmaid, which I played to you, the Wagner Group is what we were talking about. Started off with it. Because Kilmaid is very pro the Ukraine war, and I'm very anti that in terms of the United States funding the war, and he's very excited that the Wagner Group, it sounds like a historic name, like they've been around for a long time. It rings a bell. I've never heard a lot about them could be they existed during the second world war and the wagner group did some crazy things but they were good friends with vladimir putin helped them out in this war to fight against ukraine and now kilmaid as well as a lot of other republican i think corrupt people i don't know that brian kilmaid is corrupt i think his views on the war in ukraine are wrong mark levin is in the same category uh they're all for funding the war and helping out ukraine i think Putin is never giving in, but they're really excited that the Wagner Group, now the leader Boroshenko, I think his name is, got upset at Putin 
On Saturday last week, the same people that were helping Putin to fight the war in Ukraine got mad at him and went towards Moscow to attack Putin and have an uprising in Russia. At the very last second, they turned around on Saturday and decided they're not going to have that civil war, the Wagner Group fighting the Russian military and fighting with Putin. A lot of people are happy about this. They're saying this is the biggest threat to Vladimir Putin's career. He's been in power for 23 years. He was never challenged like he's being challenged now by people that are friends of his. People are turning against him, his own peers, people that he's good with. And so this seems like... Putin is getting what he deserves, and he might be out of office in Russia, might be killed, and this war is then going to be over because we'll have other people taking over in Russia that are very possibly going to want to get out of the war in Ukraine, unlike Putin. And the thing I was saying is that, no, this is not a positive thing. Absolutely not. We're pushing now Putin into the corner where he's going to have to use nuclear. Because if he feels like his career is being threatened, if he feels like he's losing control, he doesn't want to go down history as a loser. He wants to take the world with him. He has the button to press the nuclear button and have a nuclear war. This is not a positive thing. This is very negative and risky and dangerous and very deadly, God forbid. This whole war in Ukraine, we should have never given any money to Ukraine. This war should have been over and done with, and Ukraine should have capitulated. And if you listen to tomorrow's program that we're going to put out, it was a show with Sean Hannity. Uh, not actually him coming on the program. What am I saying? <laughs> no, no. Basically, here's what was going on. I was on Sean Hannity's show a year and a half ago, two days after the war in Ukraine broke out. And I am on the record as saying that we should not be giving money to Ukraine. We're never going to have Putin leaving Ukraine. He's going to end up using nuclear or something. And we'll get into that. I was proven right. This war is still raging. Blood is being shed unnecessarily. Hannity was wrong. You'll get the full conversation of that tomorrow. On the set, everybody, check it out tomorrow. And thanks so much for joining us here today, everybody. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.